Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys, welcome back. So my guest today uh, is round two, our first round. We were just talking about off air. Uh, our, our video got cut off. So with me from the, the New York market, I've got Peter Diaz. Peter, welcome back to the show, my friend. Good. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me back. Uh, love, love catching up with you. Absolutely. So what part of New York are you in? Where do you sell most of your real estate? So uh, I'm, from, I'm originally from Brooklyn and New York City. Uh, last year, pre-COVID, I was Brooklyn, New York City area, half the suburbs, which is kind of like uh, where you live or Gross Point, I always tell people from Michigan, like, you know, I work in Detroit and I live in Gross Point kind of thing. Like that's sort of the the uh, analogy. So it's a burp. So I service the surrounding area of New York. I live about 18 miles from Manhattan. Uh, but with COVID, we, I had to make a huge shift last year in the middle of all this because uh, my, you know, Manhattan was completely shut down with everything. Um, so I made a shift to focus where I live. I said, hey, why not focus where I live, right? Manhattan feeds this market. I know both markets really well. So, uh, you know, learning from you and how to, you know, always pivot. So I spent about, you know, six weeks sort of sulking and like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is terrible. So I started thinking like, okay, what can I do differently um, and focus on things that will help me grow? And that's what I did. And it ended up being like one of my, one of my best years. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm in the burbs and I have a team that I work with in Manhattan but I focus now where I live because it's, I have young kids. It's great to be able to hop my truck and go see the girls, play a, play a softball game, come back to the office, go see a client. And it's all within, uh, you know, 15 minutes of where I am. I love it. And, 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 and so I want to walk people through, Peter, what all of that, I want to unpack that entire story that you just outlined. So how, how did you finish in production in 2020? I think I generated about, I did... 20, 20 million. Got it. 20 about, mi- I had about, yeah, I had about 18. I carried over two. Yeah. So you did the beginning well, of this year. So, so in one of the hardest hit um, states really due to the pandemic, you still were able to figure it out, do 20 million. We're going to talk about that a little bit and how you're generating your business. And this year in 2021, what is the goal and where are you currently at? So my goal is 30 million this year, just because I, I shifted a lot um, and I'm, I'm, I'm switching brokerages. So 30 million is the goal I'm at. I'm at as of Friday, this Friday coming up, I'll be at 15. Good for you. So halfway through the year, you're exactly on pace to hit 30 million. And yeah. in, in your market, Peter, uh, how much does that represent in income for you if you do 30 million this year? 550. Nice. Got it. Good for you, man. That's great. So, so five, so uh, the 550,000 in income off 30 million, is that because you've got splits with the team or a company or? Yeah, splits. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, obviously we can't speak about commission and whatnot, but, you know, uh, in Manhattan, we were able to, to, uh, I'm able to get a better, a higher commission in the city. Uh, Long Island's a little more competitive. You know, they don't know how to build value sometimes and, you know, give away, um, give away points instead of building value. But I will say, I have a friend of mine who says that's all bullshit because he does get higher 
He's like, no, nah, dude, it's all, you know, you got to talk differently to the people and build some value, which is something that we learned from you. And he's great. So he kind of put me in check with that actually. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's why and I do. I have, re- I have a lot of referrals, uh, Brandon. I, I connect with a lot of people think it's weird that I am friends with so many agents, but I'm friends with agents all over the country and therefore I, I and on social media. So I get, a, I get a lot of referrals. So yeah, a big piece of that is um, I'm giving them a, a cut and I have a team you know, pseudo team, I give them a piece. Um, I have a partner work with me sometimes. They get a piece. So yeah, but I'll take the 550 all day. Yeah, absolutely. Because before you got into real estate, you were in the car business, correct? Right. I was at BMW for six years. and I had a corporate job uh, uh, with a big telecom for 13 years prior to that. And so in those industries, what was the most you had ever earned uh, at BMW or, or your prior career? BMW, probably like one. 30, maybe 140. So going up to 550,000, I mean, for a lot of people, that creates new issues, right? That creates ego and some spending problems. And so for you, my first question is, how are you managing uh, this new lifestyle that you're, you're able to give your family due to your, the, the, the huge income uh, increase? Sure. So and just to back up for a second, I was always doing real estate sort of part-time. You know, well, I was one of those dabblers, but I was making like almost the same amount of money part-time that I was selling cars all day. And I yeah. was like, wait a second. I, and I met my mentor in Manhattan. He's like, look, look dude, you got to like, you got to go all in on this if you want to make the big bucks. So going back to your question about money. So my wife and I came up with a plan. We had some, some debt that I accrued. You know, when I left the car business, jumped all in. From uh, I started October of seventeen as a full time realtor in Keller in Manhattan, dude. I made I made five hundred dollars from September of seventeen to like probably May of eighteen. Okay, and I was like, okay, I, something's got to give here. Um, and I was able to fight my way through it, man, and just hustle and grind. And uh, I I made it. And once you get past that, like year and a half, two years, um. You know, uh, can you see me all right? And gotcha. Things are changing, and now we just now realize we're abundant. I'm abundant. The, the scarcity mind is something that's learned over time from our parents, from the news, uh, and so I, I became more abundant mindset. And we have no debt. I have no debt. Uh, my truck is is paid off. It's an older truck, but it's paid off. My wife drives a, a you know Honda. So instead of getting like, oh, we make more money, let's spend more money. We did the opposite. We paid off all of our debts. We spent more time with the kids on vacations. Um, and now I'm looking at investing, buying some multifamily properties in upstate New York because I want to have an exit strategy, you know, out of this business, which most agents, right, don't. That's most right. Don't. I didn't either, you know. I love it. I love it. Good for you, man. Congratulations. I think that's something you should be very, very proud of because I think you nailed it. I mean, the first year in this industry. I don't think people realize what's about to occur because as you know, Peter, people get into the business and we have new students and new coaching clients from all over the country that are new to the business and they get in not prepared for what is going to occur their first six to 12 months. Let's talk about you know some expectations that people should have because here's what happens. They're all excited, Peter, right? Oh, I'm going to get into real estate. I got my license. I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. They come from a world where they're making maybe not the money that they want, but it's consistent, right? They're coming off of a salary, right. some type of job. Can you walk us through maybe 
what you thought about your first year in the business and maybe some expectations for, for people thinking about getting into the business. Sure. So this is my second stint as a full-time real estate agent. My first was after my corporate career. I came into this business as uh, a, a just, just blind, just totally blind that I would come to this job and like, oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I was good at a corporate job. I should be good at this. And I sat at a desk waiting for things to happen, hoping for things to happen. And as we know, hope is in the strategy. Um, and the expectation should be this. If you're the best agent, you came in today to the industry and your uncle gave you his listing, you're not getting a check for four to six months, period. Yeah. Right? That's, if you, that's, if you, that's if you brought up the listing today and you sold it today, you wouldn't get paid for, let's say, 90 days, minimum, minimum, yeah. right? It, that's if you were the best. So you have to expect, uh, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, eight months to a year before I started making, you know, my first year, I made like 50 grand, you know, my first full year, yeah. which was a, a big pay cut for me. Um, but then you start... So you get to save money or live at home with your parents uh, or both, <laughs> right? Uh, and you got to really get into something like what you're doing, which is we're way beyond FISBO now, right? We're still about lead generation, following up. And to me, the most important thing that I learned from you is the mindset, you know, believing that you're able to do this and that if, if Brandon can do it, why can't I? You know, I'm not better than him, but I'm as good as, as he is. Yeah. Um, but the first year, you got to really have some money saved. That's what I say too. Tough. Yeah. And, and that's, that's great advice. I mean, that's what I, I mean, I believe somebody getting into this business has to have the same mindset. You talk about mindset has to have the same mindset as opening any other business. And that's the first problem. People that are getting into real estate, most of them, and for you, those of you watching, I think you'll agree. Don't get mad at me. They're not salespeople, Peter. And they're not business people. That's the problem. So they're getting into a sales business with no sales business experience. Right. That's right. a problem. So like yeah, you're screwed. Business, right? You're screwed. So so I think you you have some good advice. It's I always tell people you need to have at least six months worth of reserves, not just to pay your bills, but also to pay yourself an income. So that you can get out of your head and not worry about money and the fact that you're not making money in the beginning, at least six months. And so uh, that's great advice. The second question I have for you is, is let's talk about your business and where you're, where you're generating the business from. What is the lead generation strategy? Because you're right. I think a lot of agents, this is where they struggle the most. They don't understand they're getting into a lead generation business. But let's talk about your business model and where the business is coming from. Sure. So you and I spoke a few months back and I, and I said to you, almost in a frustration, Brandon, you know, like 80% of my deals are coming from my network because I was so focused on, you know, uh, Fizbo's, which we couldn't do last year. Well, I couldn't do anyway here in New York, especially couldn't call them, couldn't see them. Um, and you're like, no, dude, that's great. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's how you run a business. Like people are seeing you. And so my lead generation is mostly through social media organically. I post not frequently enough, but I post, um, Mostly about my family, but about real estate, whether it's new listings, but it's more about advice, you know, uh, how I weave my personal life into my business life. So most of my leads come from my sphere. Um, the way we started, though, you and I was that big one I got uh, after doubting you for a while and, and, and breaking your chops. Um, and you talked some sense into me and Ron, Ron Vaughn, of course, my, my favorite. And I got that $2 million FISBO. 
And so I said, okay, I can do this, right? And I think people who join your program or just pay attention to you, it's the beat you have. It's, it's the man in the mirror thing. That's, the, that's been the biggest thing for me the last year. Dude, I'm like, what does a million-dollar producer look like? What do they sound like? What do they, who, what do they drive? Where do they go? Where do they hang out? And you start thinking, you're like, okay, why not me? So you got to believe it before you have it. Um, so that confidence comes through. Um, I do video on Instagram and, you know, I do driving the market. I drive around in my truck like this and I just talk about what's going on about an experience I had. And so most of my leads come from that, but I still get a lot from, uh, I get a lot from Zillow, which I have a partner that pays, um, a mortgage part that pays for a significant portion of that. Um, but I don't want it to be the end all be all because I want to just focus on my database, which we call our, our really our data bank. Yeah, exactly right. So, so that's a couple key points. I think people, and, and it's probably my fault. I mean, most of my content out there has to do with prospecting to strangers, but I think people are starting to see more. The number one lead source in a, in an agent's business should be, and always will be their data bank, their database, their sphere of influence, past client database. Always, always has been. It is now and will always be that way. The problem, Peter, is people don't know how to communicate with that segment of the marketplace. So they say, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to provide value to that group. So let me go to strangers. But the key thing here and what I teach in, as far as how to build or how to get business from your sphere of influence and referral partners is through content. Plain and simple. You have got to position yourself as an expert and you have to look at yourself as a media outlet, right? And so in order to communicate with all these people at scale, well, we have to do Instagram video. We have to do driving the market where you're, you've got a show and you're driving around in your car talking about the marketplace. You have to go meet people. You've got to network with them. You've got to do events. You've got to do all these different things to stay top of mind, which is the conversion mechanism to take someone from your sphere and get them to buy or sell a house with you is to win top of mind. So let's talk about some of the other ways that maybe you're communicating with your, your folks. I know you talked about social media. Are you doing any, well, now that New York's hopefully opening them back up, are you getting into any events? Are you doing any weekly video emails? Are you doing anything uh, in addition to, to social media? Uh, I do I do a lot of email updates and I do once in a while do a bomb bomb video. That is, again, imagine if I was more consistent. I, I'm definitely ready to hit a million bucks, hopefully in 2022. You know, if I up my consistency like you are and follow a lot of things that you do, but uh, yeah, email marketing. I just interact with them on social media. Like, yeah. so the algorithm, right? Of Facebook and I see they post something about their kid. Oh, congratulations. It's genuine. I, I really mean that. What happens is then Facebook puts my stuff in front of them and they're like, oh, Pete, you're crushing it or whatever. You know, you're doing a great job. But whenever I post, I don't just post just sold. I always create a story like, oh, I helped this guy. He was retiring, moving down to the Carolina. You know, I really helped him. It made me feel good to help him. And, and that you know, being authentic in that post makes it a, not just another, just listed, just sold post. Um, and now I do uh, coffee meetings. So like right now I'm in my new office in, in garden city, Long Island, and I'll meet with somebody at this coffee shop, uh, mortgage guy, attorney, old friend. Hey man, you want to grab coffee? Hey man, you want to grab a beer? Um, and now that I'll get more comfortable with that, with COVID sort of, uh, New York stuff opening up after COVID, I'll start, working on some more events, probably maybe a beer tasting, um, 
you know, some more networking things, but yeah, just, just do just coffee, <laughs> coffee and social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing, Pete, I know you, you've been kind of, uh, you, you've been with us for a while, you, you're succeeding at a high level, but as we go deeper, as we get ready to launch our listing agent Academy program, there's something I teach called the coffee crusade. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's strategically meeting with people in your database, referral partners, sphere of influence, past clients, business owners, influencers in the community, people from the softball team, right? From the kids soccer team. And you're just grabbing a cup of coffee five days a week. Now you've been hearing me preach five preview appointments a week, but probably what most people haven't heard me talk a lot about is five coffees per week. It's the simplest thing. It's going to cost you three or four bucks and doesn't have to be an hour and a half lunch meeting. That's super expensive. It's a cup of coffee. And so the coffee crusade is 20 break breads or 20 coffees a month with 20 different people from the database. And you nailed it. It's probably the number one way to generate business from the database. And Peter, if people did this, I believe, I believe they can build, not only can they build a massive business, but they can put them in a position where potentially, not always, but potentially, they wouldn't even have to go outside of the database to talk to strangers at all. But the problem, just like anything else in our business, is the excuses and, oh, I don't feel comfortable and all these different things. But that's phenomenal that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And, I, and, and one thing I've done over the last year uh, is, again, and I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass or anything, but I'm just being, it's, it's genuine. I generally appreciate you and Ron getting me involved because, so now I work out six days a week. I dropped 30 pounds since we last uh, spoke. Um, I, I hired a trainer. So I do that. Um, I do meditation. I do the cold shower thing. So I follow a lot of things that are, that have nothing to do in theory for, about physical expires and, and cold calling. Because if you can't get your head right, none of that's going to matter. You're just going to be pushing matter, pushing matter, and you're going to be stressed out all the time. Me, I just, I don't chase. I try to attract. And it's just through sort of like that, you know, the man in the mirror thing over again, right? And, and being the best version of yourself. And I got to tell you, my wife makes fun of me sometimes. She's like, are you so hokey? And, you know, you're always happy all the time. I'm like, well, you want me to be a miserable prick or you want to be happy? Like, yeah. Um, and that whole, that whole regimen that you gave, have given us moving every day, it's, I, dude, I can't even believe it. It's like I'm a whole new person this year. It lasts 14 months. So, so oh my gosh. So, I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. And it's why I spend so much time talking about stuff that, you know, you could argue doesn't have anything to do with success in real estate, but it's the exact thing that causes people to succeed in life. 100%. And so I think they're a direct correlation. I mean, I think that it's amazing how many people are neglecting their health, their mindset, their fitness, their nutrition. These are the driving factors of success. I mean, the more, the healthier you are, the, the better you feel, the better mindset you'll have, the stronger mindset you'll have, the approach you take to everything is increased. To your point, your, enthousi- uh, your enthusiasm is a lot higher, which is a very attractive quality. And so- People feel it. People feel it and then they want yeah, to work yeah. with you. And so yeah. I don't see how, I think they're a direct correlation. I think if you're going to win in business, talking about B2 have, what is what are the type of people that are winning? You're going to find most people are in shape. They care about their health. They care about their nutrition. They take care of their mindset. They read books, right? They work on self-development. 
They have a mentor. They have a coach. I mean, all we have to do, it's very simple, is find people that are already winning and find out what they're doing. And there's no secrets here. So I love the fact that you're in shape, that you're working out, you're sweating, you're taking cold showers, you're working on your mindset. And now listen, you're going to do a $30 million production business in 2021, um, which is phenomenal, which is phenomenal. So what advice would you give to, to other agents you know, that are really just struggling in this business? Because here's a fact that might blow you away. As we sit making this interview in July 6th, over 50% of all licensees still have not sold one house this year yet. So what advice would you give to people that are out there that say they want to win, but what do they need to do? So I think they need to face the man or the woman in the mirrors and get in touch with that and, and, and follow other agents that are doing it and figure out what they're doing and get in that mindset. Like, why not me? So mindset is one thing. The working out, I, you know, again, it's not, it's not easy, but I would start doing that. Save the money, right? Have the six month reserve minimum. I would say you want to have a year. Don't quit your full-time job just yet if you can't, right? Do the part-time like I did. Do the hustle and grind. At some point, I don't hustle and grind anymore, dude. Yep. I leverage. I leverage my time. I go to the beach. I work from the beach two days a week, and I communicate with people. Um, and, and get involved with someone like you or you, know, you or someone else who has a good program to get the low-hanging fruit to get yep. at least started. You know, um, I'm following, um, oh, my God, what's his name from Mailbox, et cetera? Steve, Steve Angeline. Steve oh, yeah, Angeline. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So like get in front of more physical, go to the open houses, man. Now we can go. So go to Zillow, look at what's open house for a, a, a physical and go meet them. Go talk to them and then follow up. Work on your follow-up. That's what you taught me. That's been the biggest, besides the other mental stuff, it's the following up, which I was really bad. I was like, nope, okay, bye. And then they were done. Meanwhile, I got, I, I'm going to interview tomorrow for a listing that I've been following up with them for a year. Yeah. And the thing is, follow-up is, is critical no matter what the lead source. It's actually Correct. more critical, more critical with working with your database sphere of influence referrals than it is with strangers. Because when you get introduced to somebody, you've got to make that person look good. Like They didn't make a mistake. And so that first impression and how you follow up is all part of the interview process to determine whether that person you were referred to is going to hire you or not, right? So, so lead follow-up is the name of the game. I believe it's responsible for 80 to 90% of our income in this industry. And so what's, what's, what does things look like moving forward for you? I know we were just talking off air. You just switched companies to, to Compass, I believe, correct? Right. Yep. That's super so, exciting. So what do things look like for you moving forward? So, um, you know, it's funny going back to my, first, my start three and a half years ago where I made 500 bucks to some, a company recruiting me heavily to come work for them. Right. It's such a, it's a, it's, I'm so, I was, well, I'm flattered obviously. Um, but now I'll focus on the, you know, working at compass and look, I'm the brand. So at the end of the day, whether it's Keller or compass or EXP, it doesn't matter. No. Nope. Right. I, I still, I haven't changed who I am. I just work for a different company that has a better network for me where I live. Yeah. So it just made sense for me for many reasons, but it's still you, you're the brand. And I want to make sure that I stay that way. And I'll, just keep being me and I'll use whatever tools they have to help me. Um, but it's just another company it just happens to be one that has, is highly respected where I live. So it's kind of co-branding where I have my brand and with them, I should do, do really well from a market share standpoint, which is key because I live here. Why not get market share here where I live? The average price is a million dollars for a house. So 
um, you know, why not focus here and get involved with the community more? I love it. I love it. Good for you, man. That's exciting. So 30 million in 2021. Uh, I, I, I know that you're going to hit it. I mean, and your, your brand just continues to build. You keep building a name for yourself. You see, keep putting out content. You see, keep uh, communicating with this pillar of business. Things are just going to keep growing. So, dude, I want to thank you for, for jumping on here and doing this again with me. And uh, maybe we'll do this again at the end of the year, see if you hit that $30 million number. But any, any last words that you want to leave the audience? Just... Uh... Just follow, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Just follow people who have done it. Just follow you and, and stay positive and keep your mindset right. And, and the rest will happen. Be, the being part is the biggest part of this whole entire thing. Believe you can do it. Why not you? If I can do it, you can definitely do it. You know, I'm, I'm just a knucklehead from New York. So just uh, be authentic. I'm going to help someone today, actually, who, who reached out to me from your program and catch up with him and give him my advice. But, uh, you know, get in front of, talk to as many people as you can. It's just about conversation. Just rub a lot of elbows, have a lot of coffee, beer if you want that. Either way, if you do that, I promise you, you'll, you'll succeed. You, you, it will be impossible not to. It's great. No, you can't, can't avoid it. We're, we are in a contact sport. We're in a contact business. We, we got we to gotta wake up every day. We got to go talk to people and then great things will happen. So, Peter, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the summer. looks like there's a beautiful day out there and uh, I'm sure we'll talk yeah, nice. to you soon. you coming on. All right, man. Thanks for your patience. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, bye. Bye. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.